All right, hi everybody. It's John and Julie. We are back in the, the closet. closet. Jinx. Yeah, uh, with another episode of Better. And um, John doesn't like the name. I don't. I, I, I. It's starting <laughs> to grind my gears. Dude, what's better than better? I mean, we all want things to be better. It's 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 a uh, it's it's manifesting. It's it's a it's a manifesting title. I don't know, man. It was manifesting. But I think I need to change the title every so often. Like, what would you just spitball? What what would what title would do you wish it was? What do you wish you were saying right now <clears throat> instead of better? Uh, I wish podcasts didn't need titles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, ah, they don't. You know what I mean? We're like in the closet, and I don't know where to put. Like, my and I think most podcast titles are not very good. Like, um, what's Bateman's podcast? Smartless. I don't like that. I don't like that. That's a. I don't understand that. Even. Armchair expert is a good title. Armchair expert's the only good title for any podcast. Um, what's Glennon's? We can do hard things. We can do hard things. You know, just I. Better you know, is better. We better. can do hard things. Is just it, that's Glennon's phrase. You know what I mean? Like okay, that's so a, so so to me, we don't have a fr- for, for me, me better. Okay, I. Like the feeling of that. Okay, just the feeling of the word is a gift. We can do hard things. That means that we're, we're gonna, doing hard that we're things. doing the hard things. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to welcome the hard things. I think we have to acknowledge them. But I like better, better. My all my passwords on all my things are like are manifesty um like abundance uh you know uh city of joy you know i think uh, you like hard things and regression to the past like you like to uh look back or and think about um the grace of aging (laughs) i just thought of mr is it mr bill mr bill (laughs) oh no And then he just gets like smashed with a hammer. Yes, yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like we're getting smashed with another COVID hammer. True. Uh, speaking of which, yes. Um, well, we're we're just like kind of. Uh, we well, actually, the truth of the matter is, you and I have been um, reviewing social media all weekend because there was a wedding party. We were invited to that we really kind of wanted to go to and um we had every intention of going and trying to really like figure out do the right responsible thing and you realize like once again we're in the midst of the thing you know what i mean like the monster's back under the bed yeah when i'm hearing that people who are vaccinated are getting sick um it's a very small percentage but who are dying <laughs> I, I was saying I was never that is n- that has not ever been um, what I picture with this it's just I don't you know I don't want to get it I don't want to I don't want anyone around me to get it um, and yeah I've heard a lot of people casually saying you know they know people that are vaccinated and not just strangers on social media, people we know, you know, our really good friends next door neighbor at the lake. She She's vaccinated and she went to a wedding in Montana and she got COVID and got really sick. Just don't want to get COVID. <laughs> and, um, whatever. So, so part of the point where I think we might head today is we can decide how things we are going to be. We can do hard be. things. We can do hard things. We can decide how things are going to be, but we always have to be prepared to pivot, right? Because I think it was June 11th when here in Chicago, and I think this was kind of pretty much nationwide between the 11th and the 13th, um, there was this kind of like, yep, you know it's what? Over. It's over. It's We're good. We're solid. You know, and we were like all unmasked and eating in restaurants and doing all the things. We were we went to the theater. We went to oh, yeah, we went to second restaurants. City. So in in fairness, in fairness, know. we had a good run. No, 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 no. <laughs> no I mean, that I don't know. In fairness, isn't even the right phrasing. But uh, second city was uh, you had to show your vaccination card. 
or you had a mascot. Right. So, yeah, we had... And and, and the, C, the Fauci and the CDC are now saying even that is no guarantee. It's close. Well, they're suddenly saying you should, even if you're vaccinated, you should mask inside... And then they add in areas where there's low vaccination rates or I don't know, but it just makes us all unsure. And you never know who you're in a room with and you never know. Um, last weekend, we got went to a wedding and our, I'm so happy for our friends. They got it in. They, they had to um, send out notice that you had to be vaccinated to attend kind of last minute as things started to go south. And then um, I'm just grateful they got it in because it was a dance-a-thon it was a regular great wedding and i'm glad they got it in um anyway i speaking of having to pivot is that what she said yeah i'm having to move my art studio um so i yeah i found an amazing studio it seemed like just magical the location and it and it was and it it served its purpose but it had uh, it had a basement and which I didn't need or want, and then I was like, oh, that's cool. I can store stuff down here, and there was a slop sink down there. But it turns out it had water issues, and uh, so I had, I'm having to move. They let me out of my lease, and it had the deadly black mold. It was getting a, yeah. But I pulled back. We pulled a baseboard. They had plastic. Ba- they had drywall down there, which didn't make a lot of sense. But yeah, I pulled it a little baseboard, plastic baseboard away, and there was mold. So pushed it back in place, moved all the paintings out. (laughs) Found a way, way cooler, sweeter spot. And I will say, there's been... So sometimes the pivot, I'm trying to really... I'm really working this this theme. No, so so I right away was like, okay, this is... I'm going to find something even better. I mean, it was... You know, I was in, I was in flow. I was about to open. I my the walls were filled with art, and I was gonna have a soft opening. I was looking at August twenty first, and um, yeah, I mean, I video look you know, that I sent to a few friends. The place is full. Like so, I, I had definitely gotten into a groove, and um, yeah, and then I realized, oh, ew, this place is musty, dusty, moldy. So I called we were driving i think back from dropping off our friends chad and tiffany let us bring all my art to their house and hang it up which was amazing um and on the way back we i saw a space for rent which i've been canvassing all week all over the place calling on a million places but i saw a place and i said in the message hi i'm an artist i just had to move out of my space um, anyway, the space that I was calling on was rented, but it was just so happened that right next door, there was another artist who was looking to, had just called him to find out what her options were. She wanted to sublet because she does murals and no longer needed a storefront. Um, her mural business is booming. And so I'm subletting from her and she's got the best vibe and she's giving me her couch. And so it's kind of a lovely transfer. She's a dog named Ralphie from the Christmas story. Oh yes. That was another sign. She had the same dog bed for her dog as we have for Lucy, um, George and Lauren's dog. Um, and yeah, she, we met Ralphie the other day and this little white fluffy dog and she adopted him on Christmas Eve. He was the last dog left in the shelter. She's so sweet. Emmy Star Jones, I think, right? No, Star Jones. Wait a minute. <laughs> Shoot. I got a Emmy. Emmy's, Emmy. Emmy right. Star Brown. S- Star Jones. Emmy Star Brown, Brown I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I'm taking over her space. Emmy Bobby Brown. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that'll be beginning of September. And so, I will let everybody know um, where I am and what's up. And hopefully we can have some kind of uh, event um, that doesn't have any Delta variant. But yeah, so this week felt a little up in the airsies, but I, you know, found a new place that hopefully will be even better. See? <laughs> oh, boy. Ooh, 
You need the word. I think I think pivot. Pivot, pivot podcast. Pivot. Oh, no, somebody, somebody good. has one. George Hahn always talks about somebody's po- podcast called Pivot. I'm stuttering. Oh, really? See, that's how good a word this is. Well, it, it's no small thing, right? We, I, I wrote a thing about Simone Biles for CNN. CNN Wellness, life but better. Um, better. I know. I didn't even there. CNN uses it. Yeah, they do. Um, and. Um, and it was about how she recognized the need to pivot. She had a plan. It was a abundantly clear plan. She was heading this way, and she was going to win gold, and she was going to be the star of the Olympics. And she realized, I'm not okay. Yep. And so she pivoted. And, you know, um, there's a lot of... There's a little trolling. Um, uh, Djokovic, the uh, tennis player, <laughs> made the mistake of trolling her before he lost his shit on the tennis court and clearly needed to tend to his own emotional well-being. I watched it this morning, and he threw a fit, um, just throwing his racket into the uh, into the net and screaming and pulling out of the next match and it's like and he had just tweeted a couple days before that Simone Biles really needs to kind of man up and you know um, get her shit together if she's really going to be competitive and it's like yeah dude you know what it can happen to anybody you know like in really high stress situations our mental health gets to us one thing I don't think I told you is um, initially in my piece about Simone Biles and how she can have this impact. I'm talking about uh, how it can impact our parenting, right? So how we find balance between encouraging our kids to do the hard things and press forward and be excellent and still tend to their emotional well-being and walking that tightrope. And it's not the easiest thing to do. And I talked about this moment I had that my editor pulled out and said, hey, Talk about a kid in here, which was the right answer, right call. But the story I told, I don't know, I don't know if I've told it here, is I was at a very impressive um, consulting firm uh, about oh, yeah. 20 years ago, KPMG, delivering a speech in front of about 100 professionals. Um, I was working for a speaker's bureau at the time, and about three or four minutes in, I had a robust and hearty panic attack. And um, so in my head, I'm speaking the words about the slide that's up on the screen. And I'm thinking, I got about 10 seconds before I think I pass out or die or leave. And so I said, have a look at this particular uh, slide and um, I'll be right back. And I walked out of the building. <laughs> I went to the elevator. I pressed down. I walked out of the building. And I went home, I think, to where, well, I guess where we lived at the time, yeah. right? And, um, Wait, were you? And I don't know what happened. I mean, I don't know if those people are still there. <laughs> Wait, what did you do? Talk to Mark about it, or how, what did you do? How, who did you reach out? I, to? I call. I, I, I uh, a friend of mine was um, my conduit to the speakers bureau, and I did let him know that um, that this happened, and I'm going to have to take a break from this. So I had to pivot, you know. And in real time, I had to make this call. Like, you know, I could probably suffer through this hour, but it is going to. It's going to tax me, and I need something different. So I had to go. Yeah. I had to go to see a therapist. I went to see a psychiatrist. I went to do all the things um, to get my anxiety in check. Yeah. So that was my probably my most profound Simone Biles kind of moment. Um, and you know, I think in our lives, most of us have a series of those. And we definitely have a series of moments where we have to pivot. I mean, this this freaking pandemic, man, has presented us with a thousand of them. And, it, and clearly it's presenting us with another one now. Wait. As we're getting close to another school year, we're going to have to pivot. If we think we're, we know how things are going to go, 
if we're dropping our kids off at college or bringing our kid to first grade or whatever, or we're going back to the office now or whatever, mm, I don't think anybody could tell, knows for sure anything about how this is going to go from for the next, I don't know, couple of months. No, and that's been, uh, that's this, literally, that's the kind of the, not definition of anxiety, but part of the thing about anxiety is not is lack of control. It is is not like I was trying. Well, I was talking to. We were talking this morning. So and you were I, talking about to me. how to look at this. You know, like I don't know how to look at this. I don't want to be like you know, uh, overly like fearful or overly uh, you know opt out unnecessarily, but. I don't want to get COVID, you know, I don't want, um, yeah, so it's anxiety inducing, but I want to go back to what you said and it kind of goes back to Simone giving credit, like, you know, so the guts it took, it was probably like, you know, I mean, part of it was just literally, you felt like you were saving your own life, but the courage it took for, to walk out of that, like you are a guy you are not a guy that wants to disappoint people or not do what you're supposed to do. But the courage it took to walk out and put yourself first in that moment is what is Simone, uh, you know, exemplified. Is that the word? <laughs> yes, but but here here's an interesting here's an interesting take on that. What? Um, I've been making podcasts for years, probably five now, and. I've been doing media and stuff for 10. Um, only recently am I willing to tell that story because it's interesting that you frame that as the courage it took for me to walk out of that room because for years that was one of the most shameful, embarrassing, mortifying moments of my life. That I didn't have what it took to stand up there in front of those people and deliver a talk. That... I was weak enough not to be able to do this thing. Right. I never thought I'm strong enough to lead. And I fucking love that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, right? No, and I, and I think about like, because I never once for a second judged Simone Biles. I thought I, you know, I've watched, I've been watching Simone Biles since the world's a few months ago. And, you know, you realize like, this is a, a phenom of a human being. She is a not just a fierce competitor. She is a, a luminary and a visionary for what this sport can be beyond what anybody imagined women's gymnastics could be. Like, you know, way beyond. Like, I mean, literally, she, she at the end of her floor routine seems to fly. And I don't know what it is, but I mean, like, you know, literally she goes up in the air. She does a sequence of events so impressive and so that gathers so much momentum that she gets so high off the ground that she can do like three maneuvers before her feet hit the floor. And then they just hit the floor like, boom, solid, yeah. sticks. And so the fact that that human, that mighty person has decided, Ooh, you know what? I'm, I, I'm, I'm not in the right place for this. You know, I trusted that from the moment I heard it, I was like, check, like absolutely hundred percent, you know, not a question of, you know, whether she had the strength of the, you know, though, though it was definitely like the courage to tend to your own well being is big. And she did that. And, um, and that is an impressive mark. I don't know if you've seen, there's a, um, a cartoonist, like a political cartoonist who has, um, uh, drew the, the platform where the winners oh, stand saw, yeah. and she's vaulting over. Yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it says mental health, you know, under yeah, around her. Yeah. Um, very cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not easy to, to tend to anxiety or depression or something in real time when you are public on a very, very tiny scale, I had this moment and it was awful, 
awful, man. It was it was terrible for me, and 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 unraveling it and getting through that patch of anxiety when, um, and there were things going on in my life that would suggest anxiety. You know, like people were my family was not thriving, <laughs> what, what, to say the least. What, where did that? Where did Tom's dying fall? This was um, so. Let's see. It was a couple. It was about a year after. Oh, okay. So I jumped into the speakers bureau um, shortly after nine eleven. Um, I because I, my license showed up right around that time. So I got licensed. I nine um, eleven happened, and um, my brother died all in the same year. By um, three months later. I'm speaking in front of groups of people yeah. like like I have any right to do that. <laughs> right. Like, you know, like literally as Tom died, I'm in therapy telling a guy um, the week before he died, I tell this therapist, this man who has a, uh, an office in his house and, you know, who thinks like. I'm an easy therapy client. I'm, I'm already, a, I'm already a practicing therapist right. and shit. Like, you know, like, um, the worried well. Yeah. And, um, and I tell him, um, my, my brother's gone off the radar. He's going to die this week. <laughs> that's what I tell the guy. And he's like, you know, well, I'm sure that's not going to happen. Right. You know, like, and you know, I will come in the next week and I said, well, he did. <laughs> and then didn't he say... He, like, he, he kind of freaked. Like, he did not know what to do with that reality. You know, like, I want... It was one of... It was the only time I've seen a therapist lose his shit and not know what to do, you know? Um, it was really... Um, I kind of enjoyed it on Tom's behalf. <laughs> because oh I, it was kind gosh. of this dark, humorous moment where yeah. I could tell, like... He has I, I, went in, I went in in large part because I thought... I was right, you were wrong, and now you're going to be over your skis in your fucking house, and I can see your wife making dinner behind you. <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, that, that was... Wait, you seriously could see his wife yeah, making dinner? Yeah, there, 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 there was a glass window in the door, and you could see into oh, the Oh, I was going to say, like, she's just sitting there listening to you? No, guys? the whole thing was, it was a weak, crazy setup, man. Like, I could never work out of the house. Yeah. Like, even during COVID, I didn't work out of the house. I, you know... Right. I took all my toys and went to my office and, you know, did my Zoom calls there. Oh, my gosh. No, yeah, it takes... Um... So that guy, my therapist, probably had to do some pivot I'm not even aware of. I'm sure he went to some extra training. <laughs> like, how do I deal with death and dying in right. real time? Because he did not handle that well. <laughs> no, like, and people who are dealing with you know, anxiety and issues that, it, you know, they have a certain level of courage every day, um, you know, to bust out. It can bury you. It can, it can stop you in your track. So, Oh, it's, it's the, uh, it's the privilege of my job to watch people do the hard things. Like, you know, yeah. go, it's, it's incredibly mighty. We all, we all get carry better. some of it. Uh -huh. We all carry some of it, and you know, and, and it varies, right? It moves around. Like I'm less anxious than I used to be, and um, I'm more. <laughs> I used to not even know what you meant when you talked about anxiety. I'd be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't. I, I really can't relate." That's changed. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway. Well, and it's interesting where it shows up and where it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, um, and how. You know, because like at the beginning of the pan, I'm not sure this is this is a tangent, but but it might it might tie in. At the beginning of the pandemic, um, I was anxious about COVID, and specifically the rest of my life, I was placid. I was absolutely calm and in control, and doing a, a ton of media and seeing a ton of clients and not seeing anybody else on everything was on my terms yeah, everything, we, we, yeah right everything you was had on control. my terms you had control yeah so um and i loved that uh simone i love that she said you know it's so nice to know that people i've gotten so much love and support um and i'm it's it people don't just love me for my athleticism it's, and she was surprised and and that that was mind-blowingly awesome to me, you know, that she knew that and could feel that. And that made it all worthwhile because, you know, I always talk about everybody knows 
Innocence lasts, uh, has such a short life, shelf life. <laughs> People know the, the degree of suffering, you know, that every iteration of life can bring and no one is immune. So everything has a different, you know, pallor to it. And, and you realize at some point, oh, I have to take care of myself and my own well-being um, because that's really all there is. <laughs> that's all there is. Mm. Yeah, for sure. No, no, I'm glad you finished that because when I think about the legacy of these Olympics, I think that it is going to be Simone Biles. I, yes. I, I really do. I think what we're going to remember about this is, for sure. my God, what a mighty person to tap out when she had to of this competition to be well. You know what I mean? To be okay, to tend to her emotional well-being, man. It is such a model for, well, I'm just going to say like for my sake, for young people, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to cite Simone Biles for the rest of my career. Okay. So, and on that note, you, you wrote this article about what is the message for parents and, and you know, that yes, we want to, we do not want to lower the bar for our kids. Um, we want to, you know, for them to excel, but we also need to pay attention to their well-being and be aware of it and have them be aware of it. And a mom wrote you that she loved the story. And what she said was, you know, I can't remember her kid's sport. Soccer? I think so. She had a kid who just, let's say soccer. He that was, you know, on a soccer team and then, um, you know, made a more elite soccer team. Um, yay, you would think. But he ultimately was miserable because he left all his friends. It was just all you know, high pressure, um, and joyless. And so, you know, it's not all about better, better, you know, more elite team. Uh, it's about the experience. We forget, we forget, you know, life is about experiencing. And, and so he left something that brought him joy and, uh, challenge and, uh, you know, and he went back to it. And the parent, every, the family, the whole, the family got it. Thank goodness. The parents were like, oh yeah, go back to your old team. Yeah. Because you enjoy it. And, but, but it wasn't dropping the bar all the way. Like, um, no. there's a book called Flow, um, written by this, by a professor. Um, I'm, I'm not sure his name is Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi. And, um, he's Russian, I think. And, um, it was I the psychology it. of optimal experience. And I think it was inspired in part by a game where Michael Jordan hit a bunch of three-pointers off in the same point on the basketball court. One after another, he turns to the camera, he shrugs. And he's like, that's the optimal experience. That's where you have, where stress and performance reach their, if you can picture the bell curve, they're both, uh, there's, there's because we need some stress to perform well. So stress is not a bad thing. This is one point in the article too, is that we live under, I think the false assumption, I'm working with some young people who live under the false assumption that any stress is bad. And it's it's tricky to tell them, mm, it's okay to feel a little stress. It's okay to feel a little anxiety. You can handle that and you kind of need that. That's the kick in the ass that gets us right, up off right, the couch, right. gets us to put the blunt down, gets us uh, you know, the video games and the, the screens, and we go and do the thing. We need enough enough of that juice, you know what I mean? And that call that stress, call that anxiety, but really that's just life force, and you need some of that. Um, it's energy, and you, yeah. need, you need to be able to, to channel that energy and use that energy, but you also have to be able to recognize when you've exceeded that, when you've gone too far, your performance starts to drop. You're on the on the now the waning side of the bell curve and you don't want to get there either. That happens all the time. When I talk about those freshman boys who head off to college and fail, it's because they expect too much or they and then they just or, or they they drink too much, they go go too far, they and then they just opt all the way out. 
all the way out and suddenly there is no stress, but there is no performance either. Um, or they're hyper stressed and there's no performance, you know, um, and you want to find balance there. You want to find balance there. And to your point, the other element is probably joy that in that flow state, that's where the joy is because you're, you're doing something. There's no joy in doing nothing. And, and you're optimizing it. And sometimes that doesn't mean you're scoring the most on the A team. Sometimes that means you're on the B team with your friends and you're enjoying it. You're pressing yourself and you know, you're, you're doing the thing just like this, this mom's son was doing, but recognizing, you know what, it works better for me to not be in this high, high pressure situation. I need, I need that middle pressure situation with my friends around like that works better for me. And to recognize like that goodness of fit thing, you know what I mean? Like, um, I'm going to ramble here for one more second, but, um, it, it also speaks to choosing colleges, right? So my type A kids are all like gunning for like, you know, I want to go to Georgetown. I want to go to the Ivies. I want to go to Stanford, you know, and I'm all, I'm like, you know, first of all, you can be perfect and knock it in. <laughs> so don't get your hopes up about that. But also everybody at those places was number one in their class, maybe Maybe you want something different for yourself. Maybe you want to be close to the top of the heap, you know, and 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 doing really well. Maybe you want to, sh- you don't want the most amount of stress you can possibly right. have. You oh know what I mean? Um, you know, because eventually, I've worked with many many kids who've gone to elite schools and burned right out. I mean, like flamed out fast and. An appropriate response in the Sabone Biles model, an appropriate response to being hyper stressed. Yeah, and you know, let's think about the level, like you said, of her performance. And it, and you know, she just went through worlds recently. She's been busting her ass every day for a long, 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 long time. At some point, you're right, she, you know. It, You just cannot maintain that. And her legacy and her gift to the world opting out in these Olympics will be, is is bigger than a gold medal. Well, it's humanity, right? It's like, like, okay, I'm a person too. I'm a person and I've I've got all the dynamics of everybody else and I can get overstressed. And um, in 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 a weird way, Maybe not weird at all. Maybe specifically not weird. She gives us permission to do the same. Like, tend to yourself. And, yes. you know, you you haven't heard the last of her. It's not like she's done competing. She's, I, I believe she's going to be back. You no, know, but if she was. But she's got something called the twisties, which seems like something we, you, George, and I would have made up. <laughs> but it turns out to be like this really serious kind of like, um, I saw her practicing and she did this spin flip thing off the vault and just landed on her back. Like she cannot find her kind of like her, her horizon. It, she's it's, dizzy. It's right yeah, she, yeah, it's like vertigo. Yeah. It's like, and I know what that's like. For those of us who <laughs> don't drink or do drugs, it's, it's, it's your, it's your, um, brain on an amusement park ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine how scary that would be if you're doing... Yeah. Well, it was really even much if she wild doesn't to ever, see. If she, even if she stops, she's made a bigger contribution than anyone to that sport. So, I don't know. Well, yeah. Anyway, it's it's a it, it's a big deal, and I don't want to dismiss it. And um, but you reframing that as my having the courage to leave that room—that is a huge gift to me, man. Like I never really. That that is a story that, and and, and our story shouldn't carry shame. And that story for me, up until about 15 minutes ago, carries some degree of shame. It's an embarrassment. I So I, I tell it as an anecdote. If it happened last week, I'd be very, very reluctant to tell it. You know what I mean? Like, um, Yeah, it reminds me. I, I was talking about, you know... It had aftershocks in real time. I have this really serious, like, anxiety and fear of of aging and um, and all that goes with it. And even when, when it comes to like my parents and and engaging in that, like I, I you know, I've told my mom, like I, I'm not gonna be 
a caregiver. Um, anyway, but the point is, I was talking actually on Todd and Kathy's podcast we were on, and I had just gone to move my parents into this retirement community, which I felt was not going to be great for their well-being. And it, it was totally independent living, brand new apartment, but, and I feel like I was right, but yeah. I was super stressed about engaging in that. And I didn't want to go. I didn't want to do it. And I, and I said on the podcast, I don't think I'm very courageous, you know, I, cause I was so, it, it, it made me feel scared and I just, you know, I went and I helped them, you know, and then I had to help them like sell a bunch of their stuff and move. And I mean, I just, ugh, I was a wreck, but you know, they made me realize, well, I, but I did it. Yeah. I went, I showed up, I, you know, I engaged and I helped and I did it. And I don't know if this sounds like, I don't know how it sounds. I don't, I guess I don't really care, but it, it, it's the thing that I, I, I have huge fear around it, huge fear around it. But I, you know, I, I showed up, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, there was a point where I had to go, you know, I could have stayed, I guess there are some daughters that would have stayed another week and helped him got, get every, all the pictures hung. And I went, at some point I was just like, I, okay, you know, here's about last box. I'm out. But well, that's taking, that's taking care of yourself too. Right. Right. So you, you yeah. took care of them and then you took care yeah. of you. You yeah. did both. I feel like nauseous. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I feel stressed. Well, it's, it's you know that that's... really stressed, really stressed. I don't wow. Know why. I don't what do you, what do you think it's about? Um, I don't know. Well, you've never talked about uh, on this podcast. I think you just did something courageous because you've never talked about it being fe fearful about aging before. I don't think. Oh, I think I have. I think I have. Yeah, I have. Okay. All right. No, I'm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, you, you seem upset. What do you... No, I don't know. I uh... just... I feel... I, I... I don't know. I just... Probably just talking about what stresses me out. And I'm... You know, I'm... We had this little window. And I... I am worried about... Uh, just how to navigate what's going on in the world. And what's going on with COVID. And, you know, I'm moving my studio. I'm glad it's... Um, it's a, it's going to be, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be perfect, but I just don't know what, you know, what, what that's all going to look like. I pictured having a big opening, a big, you know, a big party. Well, and, and things, uh, I, don't, I, think I, mean, I know I'm rambling, but I, I don't know why I'm stressed, but I feel suddenly Well, you were just talking about upset. your parents and yeah. you're, you know, they're getting older yeah. and you know, all these things you, we don't have control over necessarily. Right. I mean, yeah. and, um, and that's one of them, and it's tough. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's right? I guess it all fits, right? Yeah, we have to pivot. <laughs> yeah, we have you know like we we talked as we sat in here about my brother dying, my dad dying, um, our friend's dad dying. You know, there's yeah, one of our really good friends' dad is in hospice right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I joked. But I meant it, <laughs> you know, I planned my mom's 70th and my mom's 80th. And, you know, I helped, I've, I've planned a lot of celebrations in our family. And I said at my mom's 80th, you know, in the microphone, I am not going to speak at anybody's funeral. And I meant it, you know, because I just, that's just not my jam. <laughs> so like aging and, you know, uh, and illness and, you know, I, I'm not good. Some people are really good with that piece, you know, and they're, they'll ride in. I'm, I'm afraid there's not going to, there's no one in my family. <laughs> you know, I might have to be that person, but, um, uh, yeah, I have a lot of, I get weak in the knees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope to feel better later. Yeah. No, that's that's the ultimate thing we can't control. Yeah. Right? <sighs> Aging, <Whoa>. passage of time. <laughs> I like beginnings. I like beginnings. <laughs> <laughs> I like beginnings. She's laughing beginnings. at herself and hugging herself <laughs> and rocking back and forth. It's honestly all true. <laughs> all true. In a closet. Downtown. <laughs> 
Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Um, All right. Is that it? Well, so can you wrap this up with a bow? Yeah. And make it better? Um, well, I, th- I think it's that, you know, like, what, what I learned here is, you know, like that pivot in terms of self-care and, and mental health is is courageous mm-hmm. it's not shameful it's like um you know that's a little bit of a revelation to me about me you know um so i'm gonna kind of borrow that you know that that's something i kind of preach but don't live very well um so and and that we're always gonna have to pivot like you said a minute ago like it's gonna be perfect like you know and i Yes, it's gonna be your your place is gonna be great and it's gonna work out really well and probably we're gonna run into a couple of things where it's like, oh, I didn't expect that. No, you know, listen, like, or, listen. I this this has been this this downtown experience is open. This has been magical and and I feel like I'm 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 doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You're in flow. I'm in flow. Mikhail so let, so this last week where I was without a studio and not sure where I was going was uh you know and I was kind of pounding the pavement, you know, by myself, I felt, um, yeah, I just felt, uh, kind of icky. Cause I, I, I wasn't creating, I was like do, doing, I was looking for a space again. It was more administrative and less, you know, I, I wasn't creating. I feel like that's my lifeline right now. Um, but, uh, yeah. No, I, I mean that I know this new space will be... I don't mean without any bumps. I just mean it's going to be amazing. And and it is important to set that intention. You yeah. know, so I worry, you know, fear. I worry about worry. I worry about fear because when you... But you, you get more of what you focus on. And, and so um, maybe that's part of uh, what makes me feel like I'm, you know drowning <laughs> is talking about all the things that I'm afraid of. I can't, you know, then I, I, I can't get my bearings. Yeah. It's and, and, and they, yeah. they feel like they're closing in a little bit. They, you know, I feel like I'm running for my life a little bit, you know, literally my own aging and my parents and, yeah. you know, parents, friends, I could I start bawling right now. I, um, yeah, I feel like I'm literally kind of running for my life. It's, and I have, I'm really proud of what I have done, the changes I've made yeah. that I needed that are, you know, were kind of overdue. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't thriving before at all. So I'm really proud of the, the changes you and I have made when you've been so supportive, like 100% carte blanche. You know, you said, I'm crying. You know, you said this, this next year, it's going to be about you. Cause I, I don't know why I sort of, I don't know, just stalled out at some point, but, um, yeah, it does take, it takes courage and, um, and it's hard for all of us not to focus on our fears. Yeah, it is. And, and it's, it's, it, it takes, uh, and let our fears kind of get the best of us and not, not, it takes grit. I think this quote gets attributed to Robin Williams more than anybody else, but it's certainly not his, wasn't his idea, that idea that like everyone's going through something. Yeah. And that's not necessarily true every moment of every day, but. But it is. But it pretty much something. is. And, um, and the idea of judging anyone, you know, like there's, there's judgment going on online about Simone Biles right now, you know, and it's like, man. Nobody has the right to do that. You know, you know we, we, right. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's, we, that's, we, that's laughable. We have to wrap it. I, I think that's another thing that I'm that I'm sort of sick about is we had this reprieve, you know, with you know, COVID serious shit. You know, people are getting really sick. People are dying. And and we're even, you know, feeling we're even all getting kind of numbed out about that because it's just been around us for so long. But I we had a respite from the judgment. I mean, I have, I have completely detached from, you know, the political discourse. I, I, I can't like 
engage. Do you want me to fill you but in on what's no. happening? No. <laughs> but, but, but now back to, and I guess the, the vaccination, you know, thing has not, has been a through line, but, you know, I, I hate going back to the, you know, mask and unmasked and, you know, the feeling you have about people, you know, that you're passing and, and, you know, the feeling that you're, you know, judging them. And I, 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 I that, that that is coming back into play, that the volume is being turned up on that a little bit, that bums me out. I just, you know, but we have to, <laughs> we have to wrap. Yes. Uh, so. The only sure thing in life <laughs> is change. Things are always changing. We always have to pivot. We always have to move. And so to the extent that we can ex extend grace to one another, as amen, far amen, as that amen, goes, amen. Um, because it's hard, and you can see it. You're obviously, you know, like you, you're being courageous now, and just sharing your your story and your feelings about your process and aging and stuff like that. You got your own smile, Simone Biles thing going. <laughs> Seriously? No, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, just, it doesn't have to be all good. No, I know. It doesn't I have know. to be all good. No, I'm we, just we, saying, we need to eradicate that. Well, um, yeah. So, I briefly, I, I can I tell yes. one more story before we, we finish. I don't know what. Speaking speaking of that, um, I ran into mm. somebody. It was very very nice surprise uh, that I had not seen since high school. Who recognized me from like really far away like it was a weird thing like he there there's a, a line a funny line that we had that we used for a couple of years in high school um and he said this line um from i don't know 30 40 feet away from me and we stood in lagrange he doesn't live in town he doesn't like you know i haven't seen him in since high school since 1982 and um and I'm not going to share much about this, but but uh, he asked how I was. I told him a little bit about how I was. He said he'd been following some of my stuff online. You know, congratulations, awesome. I asked how he was, and he said, honestly, not great. You know, my wife um, asked for a divorce recently. You know, so you know, I'm trying to work. I'm here, kind of working through that, and I remember thinking in real time, like you know. He said, sorry, man, I, I didn't mean to bum you out. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, I, I asked, you know, like I asked because I want to know, you know, like you asked how I'm doing, I'm asking how you're doing and you, you know, props to you for telling me for, for, for sharing that. Like yeah. you could, you didn't have to do right. that. You know what I mean? Like, and hopefully that lightened our load a little bit maybe your load a little bit and humanized us for the rest of the day a little bit because i was taken aback by the honesty of how you doing and he actually didn't say great you know he said right. not so good you yeah, know like yeah. you know and um that that was cool there was something about that that was like felt right you know what i mean like and i felt like definitely a deeper connection to him walking away that I would have if that had been a superficial, you know, conversation where we're only showing our bullshit best. You know what I mean? Like he's like revealed like this, the underbelly right away. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think, uh, I think it's very clear what the lessons are here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm just, just thinking of a story, so I'll just throw it out there. But, um, I, I was, I did feel like stressed out and I'm kind of, you know, driving all around and calling these places and, um, you know, trying to find a new space. And, um, I did call and this one woman was the, she, I think she ran the office and she didn't really know a lot of the answers to the questions. And, but she was just hilarious, like, you know, on the phone and, um, cracking jokes. And I, you know, at the end of the call, I got <laughs> no information. <laughs> <laughs> But she, I, her name was Claudia, and I'm like, oh my god, you just made my day. Like we were just laughing. We had this really human exchange, and um, 
You, you know. dropped the veils of we like just propriety. Up. Well, no, she was just she just didn't know anything about the space or the price, and like you know, you'll call these spaces and they'll be like, well, it's you know this much a square foot and the uh, you know, taxes, and I'm just like, I don't speak that language. How much is the rent? You know, but she didn't know <laughs> anyway. But she was just funny. So I guess like not to be too trite, but circle you know back and end it with everybody's stressed, like. Don't be an asshole. You know, smile. Take the time. Uh, and, don't and, don't make assumptions, and that, that's that's hard to do, especially during COVID. You know, we're in a building uh, where there's elevators and there's a workout room, and we've all got you know we found this space of safety and unmasked, and you know now you know I'm wearing a mask on the elevator again because you know Fauci and Jessica Yellen basically told me to, and so. I guess just try to be, and I'm talking to myself too, light about it and smile and be funny when you can and just enjoy your day because. Well, and, and, and if people. I can add, I would add to that, you know, one profound thing I'm, that's sitting with me here, honestly, is that our strength really is in our vulnerability. It's, uh, you know, sometimes it's in our, what we think is our darkest stories and our deepest shame. Mm-hmm. You know, seriously. Anywho, have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is better. Right. Oh my god, love you. Love Everyone, you. have a great week. Have a great week. <laughs> Bye, guys. Love you.